Unai Emery ball is quite good, Villa fans. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that one. Welcome to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe. Uh, get involved in the comments section, your thoughts on the performance. Drop the video a like. Make sure you are dropping the video a like. Um, it helps push our video onto YouTube. And we are very, very close now to 10,000 subscribers. So you may as well get on the Unai Emery journey with us because it looks like it's going to be a very, very good one. So, um, yeah, subscribe to us and get involved each week. The comment section go off like a fan forum every week anyway. So um, join us. But, oh, my days, what a, what a performance. You couldn't have asked for anything any better than that. 27 years it's been since we last beat Manchester United at Villa Park. And I was seven and, you know, it's just been too, too long. We had a full 90-minute performance from start to finish, plus the added on injury time. And I've bigged him up. I've bigged Emery up because I know how good of a manager he is. And I'm so thankful that he put in that masterclass today against Manchester United and Ten Hag and just showed us all what he's all about. Because it wasn't a dogged, scrappy win. It, it had everything. It had tactical tweaks in game. It had substitutions at the right time. It had patterns of play. It was dynamic. It was explosive. The defensive shape of the team was quality. And I just thoroughly, thoroughly... Enjoyed it. I wanted the whole tent to be loud. I wanted Villa Park to be noisy. We got it. It was it was fantastic. The limbs at 2-0, 3-0 were were sensational. And we'll get on we'll get on to the game in a little bit. But um Hannah, I, I don't think you you wouldn't have ever seen us beat Man United then at home though. Nope, I wasn't even born. So uh, <laughs> so perhaps it's not as painful for me. But yeah, in my lifetime, I've uh, I've never seen us beat them. Obviously, we have we had a decent season against them last year, but we were just missing that final piece of the puzzle that that win at home. And I don't want to get carried away, but I'm really looking forward to booking my tickets to Europe next season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I thought it was amazing, and like you say, I think. My takeaway from it was it wasn't a scrappy, like, oh, we nicked a 1-0 or, you know, like what they got us, you know, a bit of a dodgy deflected goal. It was a 90-minute performance that I think you could tell by the reaction of the crowd we were all really proud of. We came out booming from the start. And I've got to say, are we going to have to start a petition to attack the whole end in the first half? Because it's working well, these last two home games. Um, and we maintained it. We had that little bit of a setback on half time, but... You know, second half we came back out, and it wasn't Villa of old where heads are down or we or the start of the half we're really asleep. It was instant, and I think a lot of that credit has to go to the players. But a lot of it, if you were in the ground today, or even if you were, you know, now watching, you would have seen that Unai Emery was on that touchline for the ninety minutes. He was dancing around. He was. He was an orchestrator, wasn't he? He was El Maestro, and I think that really got the team through it. Um, I don't want to ramble too much because I'm sure we'll go into the details, but I think just as a as a first game, it could not have gone any better, I don't think. Yeah, and, and Emery spoke after the game about 
you know, he loved the energy. And one of the big things that he's came out of his interview after the game saying was, it's it's about the consistency, which we haven't had. So <laughs> I've no doubt in my mind that he's going to improve this team dramatically. But he's took away from it. It's the consistency part of things as well. So um, I think that is definitely something that we will need to build on as well. But Ryan, how are you feeling? I mean, we don't like to bait too much on this channel, but we had a bit of a stick off a certain Man United fan, didn't we, in the comments section? But... Um, Casemiro nowhere was nowhere in midfield, <laughs> was he? Did he even play? I can't even remember seeing him play. Um, He's just got out of Dendonka's pocket. Yeah, chasing uh, <laughs> Louise's and Dendonka's shadows. But um, yeah, yeah, Kevin, Kevin, Mr. Kevin, yeah. <laughs> uh, up the villa, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for Thursday's predictions where. Um, Hopefully we'll knock you out the cup as well. But um, yeah, as for today, absolutely, absolutely buzzing. I'm on cloud nine. It's still, it still ain't really sunk in, man. It's like I, I sort of calm down and I get bursts of energy again and the excitement again of, of what we've what we've just done, what I've just witnessed. A 3-1 home win against United. I've waited my whole villa life to see it. The one time when I had an opportunity to see it, I missed it because I was on holiday. So for 27 years, it's grained at me, man. It's like... Even 2-0 up, you're not comfortable, are you? We've seen it numerous amounts of times where we'd uh, let a lead slip or they'd come back and even win the game from two down. But to go yeah, there right. and finish the what, job what was... I got to touch on on that point that you've just made is that even I was doing the same, but I feel like now, I feel like we've got someone in charge that's going to not allow that to happen. We're in, we're in safe hands. With the, with the substitutions, didn't we? Yeah, I just feel like we're prepared now, aren't we? We are prepared for every eventuality in, in the game and we will not go into a game underprepared. We're going to have a plan. I think Lukey was saying that you'd seen the players come on the coach together. Um, I can only speculate that's from Bodymore Heath. He might have had a, a pre-meeting before the game. He might have got his videos out. I, I don't know. But it just feels that there's a togetherness. Like it's like it's match day. We're all meeting here. We're going the game together. We're not just rocking up in our cars and, and coming, we're coming as a team. And I, I felt today we was a team, weren't we? Not just the players, the staff, the owners, the, the whole stadium. We were Aston Villa today and it felt good, man. It felt amazing. The display they did for us in the Holt end, I did miss Emery's walkout because all I could see was a sea of claret and blue signs hanging up but even that it just generates the atmosphere doesn't it, it gets it all going and for Emery what a taste what a taste <laughs> of what Villa Park could be like you know he could really really get the best out of Villa Park and um it, 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 that's he's got to crave that now he's got to crave yeah. that type of atmosphere and that type of performance every game I think we'll get some comments along the lines of don't get too carried away. It was only one game. But for me, this is a very, very important victory for Aston Villa because one, it gives the players that sort of belief in which they're being told about on the training ground, you know, and it, you have to create that togetherness. And that is the main point that I was trying to get out of all the videos I did last week. You look at Newcastle, they're in it together. They're all having the photos in the changing rooms afterwards. They're, they're, they love the manager. They love the fans. And we have to create that. Because if we can create that, 
it, it just makes everything so much better and we were all in it together. And, and I think this victory was really, really important because, it, you know, we've just set a record. We've just broke a record, sorry, against something that's been there for 27 years. 27 years. And we've today, we've got rid of that now. And it and it's it's massive to be fair. It's it, it's absolutely massive to do them over. Um, Justin, happy? <laughs> I'm over the moon. I still feel like I'm high. To be honest, coming out of the ground, I've never taken anything in my life. But I was, I felt like I floated out of Villa Park. It's it's just such a nice experience, isn't it? Like you said, 27 years, and you say it is only one game, but. We haven't beaten them for such a long time. I've just had a look. 13 managers we've been through since the last time we beat them. That is ridiculous. So, yes, it is only one game. But that game has held a sort of curse over us for a very, very long time. And he's blown it away in his first game in charge. Uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. I, I know and we know that we've got some very talented footballers, Aston Villa. But they've been missing one thing. They've been missing the orchestra. They've been missing the conductor. You know, it's like an orchestra without his conductor. And we've got him now. He's the one that can bring them all together. He's the one that can dictate. He can build confidence. Sets them up. I mean, the first 20 minutes was fabulous to watch, in my opinion. We was all couldn't wait for the game to kick off to see how it was gonna how they were gonna start playing and I think I think Martinez had more touches of the ball in the first fifteen minutes than anyone on the pitch. He was like he was like the sweeper keeper, wasn't he? Which is you know which is like City do, but you know. But it works because he was draw. You could see they was drawing them towards, just trying to bring them up the pitch, trying to engage us high up the pitch. So then when when there was a chance, we could then get the ball through the lines and turn and work, which is exactly how the first goal happened. And then you know Bailey, I think, had a pretty good season to be honest, given all the crap we've been through. F- fabulous finish, took a touch outside, different, difficult angle, as you know, Luke. After you buried well, one from a very similar, say, similar angle, <laughs> yeah, one great finish. Bang. That's it. One touch bangs all you need, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm absolutely over the moon. Yes, we've given him a huge build up on this podcast, but he deserves it because mm. he comes with a proven track record. He comes with an unbelievable record at every club he's been at. And and you just, being Villa fans, you just go, please, just please be the one. You know, we've waited such a long time for a manager of his calibre to walk through that door. And the way he stands, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an all singing, all dancing um, arrival. He just walked out of the tunnel, got announced, walked down, few claps, got on with it. He's here to get down to business. He's not no, here for the... Like, he's just battered United and he just strolls off. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, you know any other manager. Yeah, any. I was looking for him at the end of the game, looking for him to being on the pitch, you know, and being the last staff, giving everyone a clap. That's not him. That's not what he's here for. He's here to get his job done and get the business done. He's here to. Mate, he was back down the tunnel, loading up them videos, and loading yeah, them up, man. Right, lads, you got to watch this. Yeah. And and interestingly, after a couple of people have noted that. They were out again straight after the game, doing like drills and little five sides, and even the keepers were out doing warm ups. They they're under no illusions that squad now. They're there to work and work hard and to and to learn, and all that work and all that learning will hopefully be converted into what we've seen 
on the pitch. Now, three days of coaching, he's had. That's it, three days. And he's managed to set a team up to beat Man United. Yes, it's not the Man United of 10 years ago, but they're still decent. They're still not a bad side. They're getting better this season. So I'm so looking forward to to what comes next. I really am. I can't wait for the... You know, I'm gutted we're not going to be watching them for a long time now until Boxing Day. But I can't... that, That next masterclass against Liverpool on Boxing Day... After he's had them for six weeks, just working on them day in, day out. I'm all over it. I can't wait for it. I, I, I love it, to be fair. And, and there were so many parts of the game today that, you know, I, I was watching and I was just like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, them, them moments where we do a little passing move and then Ramsey just have like the whole pitch in front of him. And I'm like... Yeah. How has he got so much space? It, it was like structured and disciplined. And then all of a sudden, bang, it was explosive, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? And there was one oh, password there. Suddenly one yeah. pass would open them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that the the two, like the double pivot, like Louise and then Duncan, they'd come back and take the ball off Martinez. The, 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 uh, the centre pairings were pushing wide and it's just bringing everybody up, drawing United in and then bang, bang, bang. Everyone, like you said, Justin, was on the half turn. To goal, and it, it was to goal. Mm. The aim was to score a bloody goal. We was we was on it, and I just oh, it's so refreshing, wasn't it? So refreshing to watch. And this is just the start, man. It's just the start. <laughs> like you say, he's had them for three days, man. And like, uh, like Luke said, you know, the, the substitutions weren't higgledy piggledy. They weren't. They were thought through, tactical substitutions. You know, then Donker ended up playing in the ten role. Now that was to nullify. Ericsson, who was pinging the pinging the ball out left and right all the time, that crossfield ball was was because we was moving as a, as a, a unit. You could see that either of the flanks when we was on the left, there was a bit of space on the right for there, and and you could see Ericsson was picking up on that. Yeah. But with, with ten fifteen to go, three one up, he just went, let's just shut this game down. Then now we've won the game, shut it down. Then Donker, you push on and just make Ericsson's life hell. We'll put two banks of four in, leave one up top in case we get a break. Good luck to you trying to break that down. As I said, you must, you must have loved them subs, Hannah. I know um, Gerard used to rattle you, didn't he, with uh, with his substitution and decision making. So you must have loved that. Exactly, and it, it was like at one point, I think you know we thought I think Luca Dean went down, and we were bringing a left back on, and it was the fact that we already had two subs ready. I feel like under Gerard, he would have brought the two subs on, and then made the left-back substitution five minutes later, but it felt like, right, let's get all these on, let's make the changes, and we've got one left spare. I, it, it, everything felt intentional. And throughout the game, the things that I, I sit with my dad and I just kept turning to him saying, we, we're moving, we're shifting positions, like particularly in the midfield. Like when he brought John McGinn on at first, do you see how advanced he was? He was in yeah. his Scott John McGinn position. But then at certain points, perhaps when we would getting a little bit more under pressure. He dropped him back a bit deeper. Ramsey came forward. Then, like you said, Donker came forward. So there, he was constantly, as I said earlier, conducting the team. There was in-game management. When do we, When have we seen that? It's like normally, you, you know, we've had a manager that set out the tactic in the dressing room before kick-off and they've stuck to it. We've always said, where's the plan B? And there was, it was like there was multiple options constantly spotting it and it, it was brilliant it it made me feel more comfortable because even at 3-1 at, at points you know as a Villa fan you think oh god we're still not safe but seeing his proactivity and reactivity in in these situations made me more confident that you know what 
he's got his head screwed on, he knows what he's doing, we can get the three points here. And what better feeling than that? Because we, as a Villa fan, for so long, we've just felt like any kind of lead we can we can throw away. So having that kind of comfort, that little safety blanket, is a, is a great thing. And uh, Unai Emery's got another win over United in the Premier League. Unbeaten, two draws, two wins now. Absolutely loves it. Um, so let's move on to some of the players that we felt like played really well. And then we'll just get into the... We'll do the player ratings in this episode as well while you're all here. But for me, I thought Watkins was class. Watkins was, you know, for that first goal when he, he held it up, he dribbled, he cut inside, he laid the ball off. For the third one as well, the pick out for, for Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey absolutely loves a side foot finish, doesn't he? He, yeah. he buries them with his side. He loves a goal against United as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Two I mean, and two. He played really well. But Hannah, Tyrone Mings, class, weren't he? I love the fella. I am biased. I love the fella, but he was brilliant and he rattled a certain CR7, which I love to see. Oh, I don't like him. Um, so, yeah, he, he got everything. He made a few brilliant blocks, first half, second half. He is a leader without the armband. I think we all know that. Yeah. Um, I, I saw him pull up in the warm-up, to be fair, with that bit, with that muscle behind his knee, and I did, I worried, and then he did go down with it. But, you know, with Tyro Mings, he's almost always going to get up. He, You know, he's such a strong player and even in all of the all of the issues that have gone on this season he's just such a professional and I feel like today was was him at his absolute best and I love it when the fans get behind him and because I feel like he's a player that really appreciates that because he, he has you know been prone to get a lot of stick so when the fans are behind him and he's you know throwing in them tackles and then blocks you can just see he's a, a height above the rest in terms of just his confidence, and I, I, I love him. I am biased, but I don't think anyone put a foot wrong today. Honestly, I, mean, I, I thought I thought Bailey was class as well. He was brilliant. He was brilliant, and I've got to swallow my pride because five six games ago, I'd, I'd almost washed my hands with him. I was I was fed up, but he's he's coming into himself. He, the last two games at home, he has been the player that we've always thought he could be, it, it, and it's a pleasure to watch. I mean, when when he was running through on goal for that for for his first well for his goal, I just I just knew he was going to score yeah. as yeah. soon as he got in that position. I just thought he scored this, and um, yeah, just lethal, absolutely lethal he was. So, what about he, Martinez as well? Class, stunning performance. I thought, I thought he loves playing against United as well. I don't know, he <laughs> rattles he rattles that away end. Yeah. I seen him giving him some grief, but uh, what was he doing for the goal? The second goal. It he was, was it just a distraction, or was it? I think it was so that they were blocking the higher as much as possible. Yeah, which you know, what you know, what a guy to do that. Like he could have easily stayed on his line, but I think that that sums him up as a player. His passion for the club and his passion to win. To win that yeah. he'll go out his way to do those little touches because you never know that could have been the difference. Yes, right. Let's have a look at the player ratings then. Um, so I'll let Justin, you can fly through all of the defenders here then. Um, I'll let you go through all them. I'd give Martinez an eight because the goal wasn't his fault, was it? 
No. I think he, everything else he did was pretty much faultless. In fact, if, if I'm brutally honest, he didn't have a hell of a lot to do. Not not shot stopping wise. He had the one side from Ronaldo's header, and then the goal when he went past him. A couple of good ones. The the one with yeah. his foot and the one from the cross with his foot. Yeah, uh, uh, but he's great with his feet as well. He, he's he, the pinging out to the right and left back when they're on the touchline was great. Very calm as well and, and under which he's got to be now because he seems like he's going to see a lot of the ball. So a solid eight there. Concert, I don't think he put a foot wrong. I mean, and to be fair, <laughs> I did, I did slight them both, and I said, I don't want to see him playing together. <laughs> but they were good. Oh, yeah. They were good. Concert had one of them games where he wasn't like one of the, the top performers, but he just didn't do anything wrong. He was everywhere he needed to be. He's, he's, he's just, he was good in the air, good on the deck, put a foot in when he needed to. I, I, again, I'd give him an eight. Yeah. Not a bad thing when you don't don't. It's a defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Let's just have a look at these ratings compared to the fours and threes that we have been giving out. So, I'll miss Den Donker because he's midfielder. So I'll get someone else to the midfielders. Luca Dean, that goal today could be the the start of his season because I think he's had a bit of a bitty start. Hasn't been great. He's had this injury. He's now come back with a new manager and they've let him have a free kick, which it bemuses me how he's not been on all the free kicks up to now because I used to see him week in, week out for Everton, ping him in the top corner. So I think for me, eight. Ryan, you need to sort these 8.5s out. You've got to be an 8.5, but we can't do it. <laughs> After message, yeah. After message, the software guy. So look, complaints. We need out. the 0.5s. I, 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 yeah. think, I think a nine would be a little bit... A little bit too much, but an eight is a, seems about right to me. Again, Matty Cash, great, did everything he needed to do. He, he's you know loves a tackle. We know Matty Cash loves a tackle. I'm happy to give him another eight as well. Um, a, a little bit of his distribution sometimes lets him down, but I'm not going to mark him down today because I thought he did well. And Mings, I'm happy to give him a nine. I thought he was brilliant in the air, blocked everything that came his way, led by example, and he threw through the. Uh, Plank on the floor as well at the end of the game. So, yeah, happy with that. <laughs> Hannah, you can do all of the midfielders then. Lucky me. I Stop love the Dendonker. I love it. Man, you got Dendonked. That's my new favourite <laughs> at the minute. Um, <laughs> I think he's been brilliant. I think he tired slightly towards the end because he'd done so many different roles. Um, he'd been asked to do a lot. I thought he was brilliant. Another eight for me. Um, since he's got the the last few starts, I think he's shown what he can contribute. Just quickly on the Den Donk, sorry, just while you talk about Den Donk, somebody said to me who's a big Wolves fan, the, the, he, he'll never be the best player on the pitch, Den Donker. He said, but what you'll get with him, he can play anywhere. He can literally play anywhere. And we've seen that within his first three or four games. Stick him anywhere and he'll do a job. And that is fantastic. And you don't get to play in that Belgium side unless you're a very good footballer. 13 million quid bargain in a season, I think. <laughs> For sure. And I think we, that leads me nicely on to Douglas Louise because I think that partnership is looking really nice. Um, they balance each other out really well. I think Douglas Louise is maturing brilliantly as a footballer, um, apart from the fact he's prone to a silly yellow still. Again, oh, I don't feel like I can give him less than an eight. Did you do anything wrong? I'd give him an eight. Um then who am I on to next? Buendia. Oh, I'm Buendia. Um, 
probably wasn't his best game, but I think he did enough. I'd probably give him a seven. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, like he was decent, but he just didn't have that final like bit of magic. Um do one on, more and then Ryan can have a few. Oh Ramsey. I think it was Ramsey of old today. I'd give him a nine. Yes. I mean, is that too generous? I'd give him no, a nine. No, I think that's fair. No. The goal as well. He's more man of the match. Ramsey. He did all three. He got two goals and an assist because he, uh, you know, did shoulder in the uh, United one. So brilliant <laughs> performance. No, I thought he was brilliant. Back to the Ramsey that we saw for chunks of last season. Definitely. Ryan, you do Bailey, Watkins and do McGinn. Okay. Mr. Leon Bailey, the Jamaican, the speed stuff. He was fast today, wasn't he? He was fast. Uh, he was electric. And it's everything that we've been teased with from him in short, sharp spells. And it's about getting that consistency now because he really could be some player, man. Some player. The Villa Park performances of late have been outstanding. He's, he's just got to get that consistency now, isn't he? We need that level every week from him to be the star man, to be the, oh, I don't know, our Jack Grealish. You've got to sort of produce week in, week out, and that's the level that Bailey needs to get to because he's impressive. His quality is unreal. His speed is dangerous, and we want to see more, man. We want to see more. So I think do, Leon do Bailey... Know, do you know who's starting to remind me of? A player who are, are, from a long time ago, Tony Daly. When he used to get the ball, people would be like straight on the edge of the seat and he's starting to get that now because you know his pace and his trickery. You just think, give him the ball. And when you can see like one or two defenders ahead of him, you're just thinking, take him on, go on, take him on. But he's got an end product as well this season. What, four yeah. goals he's, in 14 games? Quality. His link-up player was very good as well, especially yeah. with Ben yeah, playing balls through. Um, quite unselfish as well. So, um, yes, I'm going to go for a nine. Nine oh, for Leon Baylor. Definitely. Nice Watkins. juicy nine. Yeah, another juicy nine for our yeah. number. Is he number? Oh, he's number 11. He's not number nine. I'd give him 11, to be fair. Um, I thought it was terrific. I think we don't win that game without Watkins on the yeah. pitch today. I think um, like that first goal is everything that we we love about Watkins. Everything he can be, the pace, the power, the strength, the direct running. He was terrific for, for both goals. Um, he was just everywhere. He was proper, proper up for it. The pressing... It, his whole game was superb today, and that is a confident, a confident Watkins. And when that confidence flows in him, you know the goals are going to flow because he looked down and out. He looked down and out, but now massive confidence boosting him starting today, and he repaid that five by a stunning performance. So yes, nine for Watkins. And I would give all the subs that came on a solid seven as well. I, I think they all. They all contributed the to the team, didn't they? I thought McGinn came on. He looked, he looked to steady it all, like his usual self. Young, you know, made some real good interceptions at left back. Some really good clearances. His awareness again was brilliant. And then the man at the bottom, he's still here. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still beating the Villa. The best, um, the best chant of the day, wasn't it? Was with the whole ten singing Morgan Sunstone. He's back from the dead. <laughs> there's a there's a young lad next to me he's only about 12 and he was singing we forgot that you was here <laughs> so it's good to see Fantastic. him on though so i mean you saw yeah you saw that tweet he's put out and 
I think he probably would have wanted to to word that a little bit stronger, but he can't, obviously. But yeah. uh, that that yeah. finally and the four dots after it, I, I've got a lot of time for Morgan Sanson. Always yeah, have done. And if he'd have played regularly for two or three years and not not done it, then you can say fair enough. But to not be given a chance at all, you know, how people yeah. can write the bloke off? Who knows yeah. what can happen for him? Definitely. So I think we'll end it there then. A very, very happy Up the Villa podcast. Oh, yeah, that's my most favourite podcast of the season. That one. <laughs> I loved it. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So we'll be well. We've got a busy week on the pod. Um, we've got an episode coming virtually every single day next week. Um, tomorrow I'll do a little bit of a debrief. I'll have a little bit of a a look into it a little bit more tactically um, of, of what we did do. Um, and, and the shape and, and everything like that and some of the players as well so we'll have another little debrief on it all tomorrow because I think it's going to be interesting to see you know sort of what we did really look like rather than just saying it just off the top of our heads remembering it from the game and what we saw so uh, yeah I mean I didn't think I'd be coming on here today talking about a 3-1 Villa win and just did I didn't really because you know, you know they're a decent team, aren't they? They're what, yeah. going for top four. So, um, yeah, all in all, very, very happy. If you can all subscribe to the channel, um, and yeah, up the villa. Up the villa. Up.